Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught. Welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. We have a fun show today. We got a guest oh, for the first time in a while. I know you guys have been sick of me yammering on and on incessantly with my whimsy. Um, the guest is going to be fun. Uh, her name is Whitney. She is chock full of questions. It's going to be good. It's going to be an entertaining show. I wanted to touch on something real quick beforehand. I came across a clip that I felt needed a little bit of attention. Not that he needs any boost or anything like that. Um, but this is something that a lot of people don't think about when it comes to political stances, when it comes to being told what you think. You know, there is a lot of stuff going around right now that, you know, people are arguing. There's so much arguing going on and, and nobody really understands that They've been manipulated. They've been tricked. They've been fucking bamboozled. This clip, though, I came across it and I loved it. I don't really know how TikTok works. <laughs> I'm not the greatest. Um, but I like this clip and I was able to save it and I wanted to play it for you guys. So uh, without further ado, here's a little discussion, uh, one-handed, about how the government is able to play what it's done and how it's been able to pull over all of us, the observer, for so long. Uh, let's see. People wonder why in politics and government it seems so obvious that something's stupid. It seems things keep getting worse. The American people are suffering. The policies don't make any sense. And overall, what the establishment is pushing doesn't really do anything for anyone good. But then it happens anyway. This is the framework of the establishment. In general, people are members of the reality-based community. We believe that solutions will emerge from judicial study of discernible reality. But that is not how the world really works anymore. The establishment is an empire. It creates its own reality. And while we are studying that reality, judicially, as we will, the establishment acts again, creating other new realities, which we spend time studying as well. And that's how things sort out. They are history's actors. And while they act, we are left to study what they do. That is a quote from an establishment hack bragging about the new world. While they act, we question. While we question, they act again. And while we question, they act where we are no longer focused. Smoke screens of reality and debate while actual legislation and policies push through. Their agendas push through. Do you ever wonder why I wanted to play that was because it leads into a lot of the discussion that we're probably going to have today, which is reality, which is where you come from, which is where you're going, which is what you believe. Now, when he's talking about in that clip the reality, how we focus on the actors, which are the politicians. When we focus on what they're doing, they've already done it. They're moving on to something else. So their, what they've created as their reality is is now left for us to discuss because we aren't creating our own reality. There are people out there that are creating their own reality, but then there are people 
who want to discuss the reality that's been created for them. So when we move past understanding that we aren't victims of our reality and that we are more perpetrators of our ability to create, we end up learning, living, and experiencing the exact same life in a totally different light. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to my good friend, Whitney. Welcome to the show, Whitney. How goes the battle? Well, I'm hanging in there like a hare in a biscuit. It is, like we were talking about earlier, it's like all of a sudden, one day, everything just caught fire, and I don't know anything about anything. That's right. When you, you know, we were talking about, we were talking about how you can just happily go through life having experiences and then and then there's a shift that takes place it's like this it's like every single thing you're looking at has the same shape face and color but entirely different meaning um you were talking about your ability to um what was it we were talking about you speaking we were talking about you having a certain power inside you and we were talking about you coming out of a place of servitude. At one point in your life, you felt that you had to appease everyone. And one of the reasons why I did want to have you on the show and why I did want to talk about this sort of stuff is because a lot of the things that we were discussing, and people don't know this, uh, they're all commonplace. So many people live through the same thing that you explained and everybody thinks that they're unique, that their situation is unique. Now, I don't want to get into too many personal things about what happened 10 years ago, um, but I do want to talk to you about where you stand now. And this is something that I'm sure you'll be able to talk about for a minute. Where you stand now versus like how you believe what you believe now versus how your friends perceive you, how you perceive yourself through your eyes of your friends, how you went from where you were to, what, to what's happening now. I'm going to ask you a question and, and we'll start it off with this. How, what woke you up? What was the thing that said, that you said, fuck me, what is this? Like recently, like the whole shebang or like set me on this journey? Okay, so for me, just to give you an example, for me, it was 9-11. I first saw 9-11, I'm like, this doesn't feel right. And then from there, I started questioning things. Prior to that, 1999 was, you know, Limp Biscuit and, and all that good stuff, but then... You get to start asking questions. So what was your first and what was your most predominant wake up? Well, so I was only 13 when 9-11 happened. Um, we were still doing, when I first went to college, we were still doing a lot of like research on that, with like the wars and all that stuff. Um, so I've questioned that for a long time. But what like really woke me up is like, this is not right. Something is definitely wrong. What is reality was COVID. Like when everything shut down, Literally, as soon as this virus appeared, everything shut down. So we're going to talk about COVID today. Um, for the fact checkers out there, have fun with this one. <laughs> um, so COVID woke you up. COVID was your COVID was your your masterpiece. So, so you're telling me that you don't want random things shoved up your ass to see if you have a viral infection. Is that? We, we can't put anything in your butt. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, no. No, absolutely not. Nothing. Even though the government recommends that we stick things in your ass to see if you've got something to do with your respiratory issues. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, that's a hard pass for me. Okay. Okay. So that makes you a conspiracy theorist because the government says this is going in your ass and you say, nah, you're crazy. Right. Now, you and I have a mutual friend. Uh, we're not going to mention any names, but she might be listening to this show. And if she is, send me a message and tell me if you're in line to get something shoved up your ass because the government told you it needs to go up your ass. Um, I have an issue with that as well. I Obviously, I take issue with the whole thing, but I was, I am ostracized. Uh, I am picked apart for my beliefs in that. So you are not alone in you being picked apart. However, I have a much thicker skin than you. You wouldn't know that because we both have the same temperature climate outside. But, um, so COVID woke you up. So you are, you're fresh. You had questions before, but COVID's like, hey man, this is some fucked up thing. So, so this is a kind of a neat opportunity. So you have, a, a, up until now, you were just happily paying your taxes and doing your thing and hoping that you made enough money to get by and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Have you looked into, what? Okay. So, so tell me now, tell me, <laughs> tell me. And the audience, ladies and gentlemen, she's here for you. Uh, and by the way, uh, this is going to apply to some of you. I am, I have the ability, we are creating the ability to have phone in sessions. So we're probably going to go live. We're probably going to make announcements as to when we are going to be recording. There will be opportunity for you guys to call in. Now you might be saying, how do we call in on a podcast that you're listening to? You can't, you can't do that. That would be traveling in time until I figure out how to travel in time. We can't do that. But we can do the live casts, which will then be uploaded later. I wanted to squeeze that in. Sorry, back to you. I feel like I'm talking about myself way too much because I'm here for you. I want to talk to you. I want I want you to ask questions. But I want to know what you've trailed back to. So there's, a, there's an old saying in, in figuring out how uh, anything works. And that's if this, then that. So if this is the way it is, then that must be the way it was or however things are connected. Or like a mechanic would say, if you fix this, then, you know, the next weakest link will go. So you found out about COVID. And now, what was the next thing? What's, what's, what's been going on in your head? So when COVID kind of hit the scene and everything shut down, I was a non-essential worker. So I was at home with nothing to do. Um, the very first thing that I watched was the Out of Shadow video mm -hmm. um with the stunt guy out of hollywood um and then the fall of cabal video which like totally blew my mind that and that's what i say like i'm still at the point where there's just so much because all of reality kind of fell apart all at the same time and at this point like all the things that i remember throughout my life that didn't really make sense but i kind of just bought what i was sold because i didn't have time Mm -hmm. to look into things that I didn't know where to go. And why would they lie? Yeah, because, I mean, their their lies are, like, so good that, I mean, if you really think about it, if you're looking for it, then you see it, but if you're not really looking for it, you don't because it's that well um, articulated, I guess. Um, it's fundamental. So when, you really, it, you know, when you really start looking, you really start to see the holes, but when you're not really looking, it's like those things where you have, like, those pictures and it's like individual pictures but when you zoom way out it makes like another picture <laughs> yeah like you can't see the other picture you can only see like that one little thing that you're looking at mm -hmm. um so i'm still at the point with like trying to figure out like why like what 
like why why the lies why the is like reality not real I guess like everything is still on fire and I don't know why like I'm still looking for that why in each individual issue like 9-11 like why so how do you you said is reality not real so how do you how do you personally define reality um because that's also something that none of us have ever that's a question we've never had to answer how do you define reality Well, so me and my husband have talked about this before um, because he's colorblind. Um, so, like, he'll say a color is something, and I'm like, that is clearly, like, not that color. It's That's another color. And so we've talked about how, you know, everything that you know was taught. Like, me and you have talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Everything was taught to you. Um, so every – I've thought about this several times. Like, everybody's reality is not the same. Our perceptions are not the same. But that there are no really, there are no two perceptions the same, right? Like it's it's everybody's point of view, I guess. So like where I like reality is what is I don't even know how to explain like what is tangible, like what you can see. But what does it all mean? Mm. Like is reality what you can see? Reality, what is reality what you can see? I don't even know anymore. Like my reality is so different than my husband's and we literally live the same life. Like we mm-hmm. literally live in the same house. We do the same things. We have the same um, interests up until now. Like clearly my mind is blown and he has all of these, you know, ways that everybody explains things away and he, and he buys it. So he thinks I'm absolutely nuts right now, but it's not that I've even made up my mind about anything. That's the whole point. I haven't. Like, I have no idea what the truth is. Well, what's happened is it's funny because, again, and I mentioned this earlier, but we have this situation where every single thing that we've ever been told we believe or or think we believe or, or whatever it is it's, has been handed to us. So we also have this arrogance, this general arrogance about us that states we already have the answer. So if you have conversations with people, if you're actually having conversations, especially now that you're quote unquote waking up, if you're having conversations with your friends who aren't waking up, they are going to give you answers and they're going to tell you why you're crazy, but they're not going to give any thought to it. You're going to watch them arbitrarily spew out dumb shit. And that's not a knock on them. It could be highly educated Harvard dumb shit, but it's all indoctrination. And when we talked about reality, when you talk about how, how reality is what you think it is, reality is re- reality is a fabrication. Every ounce of everyone's reality is fabricated based on any story they choose to tell themselves. We live well, and that's, in... And that's what I mean by it's like everything is on fire. Like there is nothing that you can touch that isn't somehow a lie. Right. Do you know the one thing, the one absolute in all of this, the one true thing that isn't fire? Me. You, yeah, you're right. You. <laughs> that I mean, you exist. The only thing I feel like I can trust right now is me. Yes. Like my person, right? I'm right here. I know that. It's, it. yeah. The one thing that is not a lie is that you are conscious. 
even your representation. This is a lie. This is, you look at yourself in the mirror and you see your faults. Most people do, right? Yeah. Other people look at you and see the things they love about you, right? An insecure person will see your faults too. A super happy and jovial person will see nothing but the beauty that is the excellence that is you. Now here's the real rub. Anyone that looks at you is not even seeing you. They're seeing their interpretation of you. So there is no two versions of you alike in the minds of anyone that takes any look at you whatsoever. So the person that you think you're trying to defend yourself against or to or from, from any of these people doesn't exist. And you are not responsible for the version of you that they created in their heads because that isn't you. You are who they need or want you to be, but they are, you aren't them. Your entity isn't them. Therefore, even your own interpretation of who you are inside of them is false. So the one and only true thing that does exist and that is real is how you are, your interpretation of you, your existence is real and everything else is because of your existence. You are here to experience what you're experiencing. So everything that you did experience taught you what you needed to know to get to everything you're about to experience. And right, but see that's okay, so where does that come from? Like like before you got here, like before you were born? If like, you if you want to look at it that way, then yes. So, okay, so even being born is an illusion. Do you remember being born? No. No, you were just kind of here one day, right? You're like, fuck, boom. Do you remember snapping into consciousness? Do you remember your first thought? No. You don't remember, you can't think back to your very first, like, oh, here I am. I can, believe it or not. It was asking at three years old, maybe younger, what was for dinner? <laughs> and I was pulling up over the countertop. That's my very first thought. That's when I snapped into consciousness. I can give a floor plan of the house that we lived in to my mother. And we were two years old. So there's no way you can remember that. But I do. Now here's the rub in that story. I invented the house. I invented the floor plan. And I invented my mother to tell me the story that I needed to hear to get me to believe what I needed to believe, to get me to learn the lessons I needed to learn. Which comes into the possibility of soul contracts because this whole idea of who we are and where we are comes from a story that we were told but if history is wrong if all of history is wrong if there's proof of other things everywhere at all times for anything that we could possibly look at then we have another issue which is our perception of everything is askew Therefore, I could ask you about the pink penguins that float through Argentina. And you would say, those don't exist, right? Until you see them. But by the way, they don't exist. But they would if you saw them, if they were there, right? So we can only know what we know based on what we focus on. Therefore, everything you did know and everything you did focus on is everything you needed to know and everything you needed to focus on. And everything that you know now is a result of what you knew then. And everything that you don't know is 99% of everything that's out there. So everything that you've got comes right down to what you know or what you think you know or what you perceive. 
and you've been limited to that so that you can experience more later. And in that is the entirety of everything that you know. Which means <laughs> what you think about birth, what you think about death, what you think about heaven and hell has all been handed to you to think about. What you don't know is where the answers are. You've also been told that if you think outside of the box, if you think outside of the things that you've been told to think about, you're crazy. So, arbitrarily, if there are a hundred things that we could think about and talk about, we've been told that there are three. And in those three, there are thousands of variations of the three things that we can talk about. If you want to talk about the other 97 things, you're fucking crazy. Not only are you crazy, but the world's going to come at you. The world's going to come at you big time. They're going to make you feel like shit. They're going to make you feel stupid. They're going to keep you in your place. That place is subservient. But it's not to a master. It's not to a good or a bad. There is no good or evil. There is no good or evil. There are only experiences. And that's really hard for a lot of people to swallow because they, they want good to maneuver their battle between good and evil. But let me tell you this, or let me ask you this. You have a family. You've got a mother and a father. You've got maybe some siblings. You have a husband. You have some kids. You're a woman on the go, a woman about town. Look at you. So now you're faced with a situation where your entire family and everyone you've ever loved is going to die because they're all in one car. It's a tiny car. You have no friends. <laughs> But now imagine this. They're all going to die unless you kill this other person to prevent them from dying. You're faced with a conundrum. Kill this one person and save everyone you've ever loved. Or let your family die and say, say la vie. But the choice is yours. What do you do? I mean, I'd have to kill a person, right? I mean, I'm, Would you? And even if I said to you, it wasn't like you had to shoot them. You just have to press this button and they die. Yeah. What do you do? Press the button, don't you? Don't fucking yeah. hum and ha. I mean, yeah, I you press the button. Any person on the planet that doesn't press the button. You're damn straight. There isn't a single person on the planet that doesn't press the button, right? But you pressing that button, you just killed my sister. And my sister's got the most beautiful daughter in the world: a husband, a brother, a mother, a family. So you just saved your entire family. You're a hero. But now my entire bloodline hates you for killing my sister. Are you an evil person? No. You did exactly what you had to do to save them. The illusion of good and evil is imperative to division. If you believe there is good and evil and that they mandate what we do, you don't have the ability to look past good and evil to the purpose of what's happening. And good and evil is also defined by you. It is your definition of good and evil based on the information that was put inside your head. Inherently, you know not to stab people. Inherently, you're like, this would be wrong if I were doing this to you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. So... What happens now is when you get past the idea of good and evil, you can you understand that there are good things and bad things that happen. 
but they're also your perspective. Now, it would be evil to murder, and there are evil things that happen out there, but every single thing... Okay, here's another one too. You're familiar with... Uh, are you familiar with the story that Hillary Clinton eats babies? Yes. Okay. So would your friends think you're crazy if you just said Hillary Clinton eats babies? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think Hillary Clinton eats babies too. So, ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time listening to the show, sorry that you had to find out that way. Um, but I also think that the reptilians were allowed, we are allowed to think of the reptilians. We are allowed to be aware of Jeffrey Epstein. We are allowed to be aware of Ghislaine Maxwell. We are allowed to be aware of what Wayfair was selling children and that they still exist. We are allowed to be aware that the stock market can cease stock trading in the middle of the day if they don't get what they want. And since we are allowed to know this, it's information that we can then parlay into what's actually happening. Back to Hillary Clinton eating babies. Hillary Clinton may or may not be a real entity. But I'll tell you this, if the worst thing she ever did was take the green Skittles out of the pack and throw them in the garbage, if she needed to be initiated by removing all the green Skittles, none of us would give a shit. None of us would bat an eye. So the abhorrent evil that has been spoken of about Hillary Clinton, and by the way, she kills people. So if she's listening to this show, this is all for entertainment purposes only. Please do not kill me. I am also not suicidal by any means, shape, or form. Uh, Hillary Clinton uh, should have won the presidency. Don't kill me. I still want to live. So that being said, uh, I can continue talking about how Hillary Clinton eats babies. Um, you can look through Frazzle Drip. You can look through her emails. You can look through all this sort of stuff, and all this stuff will come to light. Um, but because of that, you're aware more and more of what's happening you're awake to more and more of what's happening. You asked earlier, why, why would they take out the World Trade Center? To show you that they could. Because when life has no mystery, we get bored quickly. If everything was perfect, we'd be fucking bored. Just going to put that out there. So when you look at all this stuff and you try to put this massive thing on it this 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 massive importance on on the world trade center on hillary clinton on the lies of deception realize that they're the only thing that you're also doing is you're applying what you think is right to the world and i'm not being wishy-washy when i say it, you can't let it eat you alive you can't let it be all-consuming you you're completely aware right now of what it is. You're completely aware right now of things not being how you perceive them to be. And you feel bad that things aren't how you perceive them to be, as opposed to joyous that you can see that there's so much more to life than anything you ever perceived there to be. That's not entirely true. Like, I... Yes, but I want to understand it more. Like, I want to get to the place where I am. I don't know. I guess I can explain it more. But since we talked last time, which was, I don't know, the first time we talked was six months ago, maybe. Yes. 
our mutual friend introduced us. She said, you two crazy bastards would enjoy each other. And I said, you know what? <laughs> Maybe we would. Still not sticking right. anything up my ass for the government. Exactly. Right. No. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing. That's, that's out only. Um, so I have like this weight was lifted. Like it's all not as bad as it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, like there was, joy in it like I, I don't I know I'm not all the way there yet but it was like this huge burden that like the world is on fire but this is not like a burn you up fire this is like a delicious fire I delicious guess. passion a fantastic yeah. passion of course yeah yeah like like were you not bored know. were you not bored before covid like I just there's this like longing that you can't explain there what is the meaning like what is life about like I had all these big questions that well now you're feel bigger now you're like, getting the too big for your mind to even think about it so you don't mm-hmm. and like that's kind of where I was like I don't really know like I've I've always just been fascinated with these like things that most people don't even think about um, they don't pay attention to it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't feed my kids. Doesn't walk my dog. It doesn't. It doesn't serve a purpose. I guess. So that's called. That's called surviving. You're in. That's that's survival mode. That's just surviving. Right. But even before I woke up, I always had like these big thoughts. Like, like I was telling you earlier. Like I could tell I was not who I was supposed to be yet. Like there was something I was longing for that I didn't have. Um. So like 10 years ago when I had this really traumatic experience, I started on, I took like this first, the first step in this direction, but I feel like life keeps you so busy with everything, like paying the bills, working your job, taking care of your kids, running the sports, all of these, all of these things that keep you too busy to ask those questions to like really just. Do you think that that's an accident or do you think that that's intentional? No, that's intentional, 100%. There you go. 100% intentional. But in, let, let me tell you, I think what happened was for the last couple of years, I cannot stand the TV. I can't stand it. <laughs> I really I really can't. Like, I love my husband to death. If he's home, the TV is on, and I cannot stand it. He's watching a show. He's watching sports. He's watching the news. Kids are watching cartoons. I can't stand it. Like, he's military, so when he would deploy – literally we'd go the whole six months that he was gone and never turn TV on mm-hmm. never and it was like I could like my brain just functions differently like I don't know how else to explain it other than I just I explained it to one of my friends the other day like there's so much filth like I don't really know another word to explain it but there's so much filth that just berates you daily like the music the TV the the news the people talking to you conversations other people have with you telling you you're crazy and all this other stuff i feel like is meant to kind of keep you inside the box of course it is did you know that the television omits its own frequency that dumbs you down simply by having it turned on no actually i didn't know that you i just Google know that, that. I, I enjoy it not being on the tv just showing you a blank screen is dumbing you down it's omitting a sound frequency really there's oh yeah yeah, you can Google that. Um, anyone can Google that. It's a Googleable thing. <laughs> At least it used to be until the you know until they started wiping things off of Google. Until they, I don't know. Yeah, until they started scrubbing everything. No, I, I just could tell. I just felt different. 
those six months like he was gone and the TV wasn't on and then when he would come on the TV would be on all the time that because even if you're like not really paying attention even if you like I never was scared of COVID but there is like this in the back of your life like maybe you know what I mean like like maybe it is dangerous maybe it is deadly maybe it does kill my kids maybe it does kill me maybe it does kill my dad or my grandmother or whoever but, but stepping you, outside will do the same thing yeah, maybe you can die saying. right like anything is going to kill you and <laughs> if why are we afraid of dying huge see that's the massive question that's that's another thing that's going to push these people or push people awake because who fucking cares you don't remember getting here why do you think you would remember leaving so that's part of like where I found like part of the joy. Like I said, I don't think I'm all, I'm not always there yet. Like we've had this conversation. I, 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 I can feel that I'm on the edge of something else breaking mm-hmm. <laughs> and figuring out something else. Like I've got like sections of the puzzle put together on the table, but it's not like all one big picture yet. Just so you know, the minute you have the entire picture is the minute you're allowed to leave. That's death. And I agree with that. But ever since, like, the six months ago, I was a couple of months into um, the waking up. I was up all night long watching videos while I should have been sleeping because my kids are sleeping. But I would watch videos and podcasts and just read and read and read. I mean, just hours and hours and hours. Like, I finally hit this point, like, two weeks ago where I'm just, so exhausted I physically cannot stay awake if I wanted to Mm -hmm. I've been going to bed at like 8 o'clock and I don't wake up till 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning I've never slept that long in my life it's fantastic you found peace yes like it's just like it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter like and I've so what you've just done there is you've gone from woke ladies and gentlemen you can't see it but I just did air quotes with my hands (laughs) you went from woke to awakened Right. What comes next is enlightened. So when you can go from woke, in other words, I see things as being different to awaken to being like, I get it. I no longer have to beat it into your head that it's different because it's not for you. It's for me. But every single thing that you do beat into people's heads, again, air quotes with my fingers, is for you. You're never telling anyone anything that they need to hear. You're telling them what you need to hear. So even this podcast is not for you. It's for me. But it's not, is it for me or is it for the audience? Right? You see how it's literally for everyone, but each of us have a different reason for wanting it. There are people out there like you who need the podcasts and need the information to find their way around. And then there are people out there like you who join the podcast. Now you're part of it. Now people are learning through you the questions that you're asking, and I'm able to answer some of them. And these people, because of you, they're learning. And those people will go out and speak and you will eventually go out and speak. But then there are people who are just listening to podcasts and the people that are just simply listening. I don't think listen to this show. (laughs) I think everyone listening to this show is preparing for something more. At least I'd, I'd like to think so. Um, you know, so when you realize that you're aware and you're in, and that you see things differently and that you you really want to push this point, you have to understand that nobody fucking cares. Everybody just wants to watch the fucking Jersey Shore, you know, eat their junk food and jack off. Like, that is the majority of the world, you know. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a great coach. I'm a wonderful speaker. I'm everything like that. But I'm going to keep it real. Yeah, Everyone's jacking off. They're jacking off to porn. And porn is 
a huge part of of this whole fucking thing. And everyone's like, oh, it takes away your testosterone. It's bad for men. It's bad for women too. Like like the the whole porn industry was designed to make everything intimate unreal. And then Lady Gaga comes around. I even said back in the day, I'm like, Lady Gaga is here to destroy young girls. And look at her now at these fucking blood parties, eating people. Like just, if you guys don't think Lady Gaga is a virus, just watch American Horror Story. They did the entire American Horror Story hotel where Lady Gaga was the main, was the main, um, the main star in that episode. American Horror Story Hotel, yeah. So that whole thing is all about um, Anderson Cooper, Anderson Cooper's family, the the the, the Vanderbilts. Pen builder, holy jump, and my brain just went dead. Uh, Gloria Vanderbilt. So the Gloria Vanderbilt, the the photos of Gloria Vanderbilt and the children in the pool. That pool was in Anderson Cooper's house. CNN's Anderson Cooper. I don't know if Anderson Cooper kills people, so uh, this is all just for entertainment purposes. Anderson Cooper, you silver fox, please don't come and kill me. Uh, so we'll just say that again. Uh, if you're going to kill anybody, uh, I think I think there should be like a, a celebrity death off, which like Anderson Cooper, uh, what's her name there? Hillary Clinton, uh, Lady Gaga, get her involved. Let's see what these guys just do. You know, just drop them back on Epstein Island. And there's another thing too people that don't do the tie-ins just lane maxwell has her submarine license like she's got the ability to drive a submarine epstein island has a submarine dock um biden joe biden owns an island two over also has a submarine dock <laughs> underneath <laughs> joe biden owns an island that's connected to epstein island and people are like let's vote him in a fucking office because because donald trump said grab her by the pussy right and to all of you listening I know you're not these people, but you can share this information with those people. They tell you who to hate so that you don't have to do any thinking for yourself. But I think what was so crazy for me is how out in the open it all is. Like, yeah. it, like once you see it, it's like, holy crap. It's like, it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And you just like, and I never seen it before. Like all the symbols and all of like the movies. Like I like I love sci-fi movies. Like The Matrix was one of my favorites. And even before I knew that people were associating, you know, The Matrix with waking up and you know whatever. Like I like I didn't even know I wasn't that far in it yet. And I was making. Do you know who made The Matrix? I don't. The Wachowski brothers. Did you know that the Wachowski brothers? individually both at separate times had sex changes and are now the Wachowski sisters. Nope. So that's an interesting thing. And there's also this massive narrative right now to push everybody into transgenderism where men can join women's sport and, you know, transgender are like the big push, the big thing. Um, there's a huge thing where you can look throughout all of Hollywood and you, you start seeing that the majority of the Hollywood stars, the elite, the, the, the people that they put on the televisions to tell you their stories are, I, I, at one point I would have said transgender, but now I, I don't think, I don't think transgender quite describes them because transgender is a term that we use going from male to female. Um, the Baphomet, for example, is, fuck, what's the term for both genders? <laughs> Androgynous? I don't know. Um, but I, I think that there's a, there's there's another entity out here. Now, 
that would be my perception. I think that there's more than there's more than humans out here because we are we're already aware of reptilians. We're already they they talk about the the greys. They talk about the Pleiadians. They talk about humans. So the idea that there's more than just humans, even though we all may look the same, there's more than just humans on this planet already, already evident. And if you look at all of Hollywood, there's something to it. If you look at all the, all just like I opened with that clip, all of the politicians are acting and we're left to think about what they're acting about. People don't realize that literally everything is rigged. Sports is rigged. You should see, I, I, I just to test the theory, I placed a $5 bet on Reed for the golf thing because of some of the conspiracies and it won. So $5 turned into like 125. That's a sweet win. So when you can tap into the symbols, you can win depending on how you define winning, right? So when you, when you're, you know, when you, when you have the ability to see, like you said, where it is, you can't unsee it. You can't unhear it. If you listen to all the songs you listened to when you were a kid, they're all poisoning your brain. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I physically, it physically makes me sick to listen to like music that I used to love. It's like I didn't, I, like I knew the words, I could sing along, but it's like I didn't actually hear it. Like, yeah. And now you go back and you hear it, and it's like I put that in my body, like I put that out into the world, like you know, when you're a teenager and you're blasting your music or whatever, and it's just filth. It's all just terrible. And, like, I've really just had to, like, leave everything. Like, I, I really feel, I kind of feel bad for my kids because, like, I don't even want them watching cartoons. Like, cartoons that I watched when I was a kid. Like, why is there all this sex in there? Like, I didn't notice it as a kid, but, but don't you really? We did notice it. We thought it was funny. Right. We like, oh, look, they, they slipped a dick into like some Disney thing, right? But then yeah. when you look into Disney, you're like, oh. Yeah. I, you know, right. I can't. And I'm just like, my like my husband is like, you're going to traumatize our kids. And I'm like, but am I though? Because they're not going to have to unlearn all of this because they're not learning it to begin with. Well, okay. So let me, let me just drop a little bit of knowledge on the, the kids situation. If you teach your kids absolutely everything you know about the world around you, that then becomes the world that they need to wake up from. You don't breed woke children, as it were. The human journey is to wake up from the bullshit. That is part of what we're here for. you know. And if you look at kids right now, for the most part, unfortunately, because of the society that we live in, children are accessories. They are not individuals. They're not even looked at as individuals. They are things that parents put on their Facebook, for sakes. So I was an individual as a child. I don't think I was ever a parental accessory, but they're not allowing their kids to be anything other than parental accessories. I look at my niece as a, as a tiny human being that is going through all the same painful growing bullshit that I had to go through. It's a little bit more complicated now because up here we have that, that virtual schooling. It's ridiculous. Um, but she is a miracle. She's a tiny miracle. And the fact that, you know, so many people like, like you're talking about humanity and, and how we take things for granted. We have, like, <laughs> you correlate yourself to your child. You pushed a human being out of your vagina. Just going to put that out there. Ladies and gentlemen, to all of you who gave birth, that fucker came out of you like a movie. Aliens. 
fucking blood all over the yeah. place. I fucking mess. Nine and ten pounds. So. What, nine and ten pounds. So you passed yeah. fucking turkeys. These things came out of you. <laughs> yeah, they're huge. Yeah, right. So, and this is this. You know what that is? That's the, that's a seed. Semen is a seed. It, it seed was planted, and a human came out. Right, and we're just like, oh, that's just the way it is. Nobody understands that. Like, that's the gateway. Right. It's, it's the weirdest thing. Like you were born, you were an entity, you, you have your own thoughts. You have your, you're going through an existential crisis right now, right? Yeah. Your child yeah. has, your child will have the luxury of going through the same thing because she is conscious. She or he, I'm not stating the sexes of anyone's children's this, not in 2020. He, she, they, them. I have two girls <laughs> and one boy and that's what they will always be. There we go. All Hopefully. right. <laughs> Now that we've offended everybody. What? How dare you assume they're sexist? Oh, for fuck's sakes, Karen, <laughs> shut up. So um, so these these little tiny entities that came out of your body have the ability to have massive, massive experiences and impact and growth and change. But they're not yours anymore. You have to make sure that they don't die. You got to keep them fed, watered, and you got to hit them with the hose. That's basically how I figure out what parenting is. Uh, they're like plants with complaints. So, um, but they've got this this life, this joie de vivre inside them. So humanity is 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 us. It's it's them. It we are all one experience. Why aren't they yours? You know, they came from you. They they were initially your cells. That's your you you multiplied that shit, and then it just kept growing and growing and growing, right? And you know, when you start addressing your humans as as just that, as your humans, you know, these are mine. I made them. This desk is mine. I made it. You know, you've you've just reprogrammed the whole thing. So, allowing your kids to have their experiences and allowing your kids to to grow and to understand and to comprehend, you can tell them everything that you need to tell them, but they're gonna have to wake up from that as well. There is no, there's nobody's born awake. You know, everybody has their stories. Everybody has their 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 pain, struggles. The rich people have problems. The poor people have problems. The ugly people have problems. The good-looking people have problems. Everybody's got their thing that defines them and that they have to overcome. Life is lessons. Life is an experience. We need to overcome. That's what the whole thing is. So telling your kids not to watch TV is is an interesting point, but the whole world's going to watch TV, so you got to tell them what to look for. Well, and I, and I don't tell them not to watch TV. They do watch TV. Like, I'm not... Yeah, I'm not crazy. I'm not a Nazi, but like a little piece of me hates it. Like mm-hmm. I hate it that they're learning and they're like, because I mean, it doesn't matter how helicopter of a parent you are, you're not going to teach your kid everything. No, they're and having experiences. They're avoiding you so that they can have their experiences. Right, and that's what's that's hard for me as a parent because I love my kids and I don't want them to have to go through some of the really hard things that I've had to go through. But they um, will. Right. And, and I, they're like my daughter, my oldest is six and she's at the point now, well, for the last couple of years, like she'll go stay the night with her cousins or um, my, my cousin and her kids or whatever. They're about the same age. So she'll go over there and stay the night. And she comes home with this attitude that she's never had before, <laughs> saying these words that she's never said, because they're a couple years older than her, saying these words that she's never said before. And I'm like, pump the brakes there, sister. Like, what? Mm. Nuh-uh. 
you know, and like she, and, and I understand like she's going to go through this and she's going to learn that I learned things from other people that my parents didn't teach me, you know? And of course, when I was younger, I thought that was super cool, <laughs> but you know, you get older and you kind of realize, and it, it's, it's hard because when you come from a place like this, you want, you want to give that gift to other people so bad. And you have to realize that not everybody wants to accept it, which I mean, my kids aren't old enough. To what gift? of awareness that it's all bullshit like all of it but it it's it's your gift so you're when you're when you're quote unquote giving it to other people what you're actually doing is speaking it and making it a reality for yourself you're making it your gift right well and I explained this to you earlier like I did this without knowing that I was doing this after I went through what I went through 10 years ago I come out of that with like just broken like I just cried all day every day it's hard to get out of bed like I just and finally I just like put on my big girl panties and was like look life goes on figure it out fake it till you make it you know and that's really what I did to put a smile on my face even though I didn't want to smile and I went out and I, and I braved the world and I faced the day and I really just when you push it out like I didn't know it at the time but like you do make your own reality you give it to yourself nobody else yep. gives it to you when you believe you can have it you get it my yes you're right 100% and my biggest issue with fake it till you make it which was something that my father always told me was that you had to fake it and the thing is if you stop faking it and you just start making it that's a huge difference right fake it till you right. make it was definitely something that I lived by. I'm like, I'm going to fake it till I make it. So I talked a big game. I said a bunch of bullshit and I, and I tried to live up to it. But then when none of that worked and, and the misery came before the massive awakening, you know, I, I now am my authentic self. Love me or hate me. Work with me. Don't work with me. You know, love it. Love the business. Don't love the business. That's entirely up to you. That's entirely up to you to do whatever you're going to do. You put yourself out there, you know, for you and for your landscaping thing. When you put yourself out there and you say, this is what we're going to do for you. And they say, hmm, I don't know. They're like, fuck you. You know, I'm not here to appease your desire. I'm here to work with you. I'm here to negotiate, navigate this with you. And it's got, for on that end of things, it's got absolutely nothing to do with them and everything to do with how you need to learn what you need to say and portray and deliver your own confidence so that somebody listening to you would be like, let's go, let's do it. You know, because money's never an issue. There are so many excuses, money, time, relationship, blah, 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 blah. But here's the absolute truth and fact about life. If you want something, you do it. If you don't want something, you make up excuses, you know, and if you look at your entire life, it's either a hell yeah, or it's a no, right? There's, and the, but there's so many times where it's not a hell yeah. And you hum and haw and you waste time and you fuck around and you fuck the dog Nothing ever gets done. But the minute it's a hell yeah, when you know it's a hell yeah, you fucking go for it, right? So when you talk to anyone about anything, be it landscaping or conspiracy or anything or anything that you're passionate about or having your kids watch or not watch TV, when you approach it with a hell yeah mentality and like, hey, this is why, and here it is. But when you're like, mm, I don't know, right? When you get a little bit mousy, which is where we all come from. Anyone that's ever got a big foot to put down has come out of a mousy background, has come out of somebody who 
once wanted to appease and please somebody who tried to manipulate the, the scenes from behind the scenes, try to pull things, try to always be number two to get what they want, but not quite put themselves out there and all that sort of stuff. We all come from the back, but that's where you learn. You learn from the back and you apply when you get out front. So it's either, a, like I said, it, for everything in life, it's either a hell yeah or it's a no. And when people Remember too that the people that are knocking you or, or criticizing your new view, your ability to see, none of them have none of them have the ability to uh, I want to say properly think. <laughs> as blind as that state, like as bold and as blind as that sounds, the people that are telling you to go fuck yourself essentially don't have the ability to think for themselves. So you can't take the opinions of people who have shitty shoes. Well, see, and that's, that's the thing. Like with people who disagree with me, like, okay, why? Yeah. But then they just regurgitate the bullshit that they, that they've been told. Like it's, there's act, no actual research. Cause if you went to research, you would find the same stuff I, mm-hmm. that I have found. Yep. You are repeating what someone has told you and you're taking their word for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's the thing, like like my husband, I love him, but he is kind of like you like there are all these explanations for things and he's like, you know, humans take the path of least assumptions. This is what he told me a couple of nights ago. He was like, the thing that you have to make the least amount of assumptions on is what humans naturally believe which is why people believe the tv mm-hmm. because they don't have to assume they're filling in the blanks for you even though the blanks don't make sense you buy it they're feeding you bullshit yeah right and he's like but you go and you what is the most ridiculous far out there explanation that you can find that has the most assumptions and that's what you think is true and i was like how do you know what I think is truth? I don't even know what I think is truth. Like, I, I don't have all of the information yet to decide what my opinion is. I'm telling you the information that I have found. And you're going to get, conversation. and you'll get defensive about that. But remember this, he's only telling you what you need to hear without him even realizing it. So you have to realize, right. you have to think to yourself, why would he be telling me this? Is this true? It's a possibility. Do I have to defend myself to him? No. Do I have to be aware of it? Yes. Because the more you... The, like it's the small things. The more you learn, the more you grow, the more you understand what's going on. Your tone changes. The way you speak changes. The desire to be definitive changes. Because everything that you're learning now will also change. So it's got nothing to do with anything that's tangible, factual, in your face. It's got everything to do with the ability to be fluid. Because- See, and that's, and that's where I think it's hardest for me. Because my entire life, I've always been flat, or white, like you said, it's hell yes, or it's a hell no. Like there is no gray area and that he is, everything is gray. He's fluid. He's go with the flow. He's, you know, whatever somebody else says, that's fine. He's not going to buck the system. Sounds like you have yourself a nice guy. Do what? Sounds like you have a very complimentary mate in life. He, he really is. He's great. Like, don't hear me say that he's not like we are, we are awesome. We just disagree on this, but I, and I don't, I'm not mad at him for it. Like he has always pushed me to really understand why I take the positions that I take because he asks really good questions because he can be cool, calm and collected. I am not, I am catching on fire, burn it to the ground, figure it out. 
kind so, of person. I'm just passionate like that. He isn't. Mm-hmm. But you can also take from that. You can take what you're supposed to do from that. In other words, if he's gonna if he's gonna push you in that sense, then you have the ability to answer those questions, answer that definition, figure out why you think what you think about yourself, because everything that you currently think about yourself is also fabricated and can change. You're not stuck believing a hundred percent what you're supposed to be doing. You're not stuck. It doesn't need to be black or white. It doesn't need to be solid. You don't. You're not right. When you say Hillary Clinton needs babies to somebody who's like not even ready for it, you're like, you just fucked up their shit. They're like, what? I don't, you're like, it is, believe me, right? You don't need to, you don't need to beat that down. You need to figure out how to communicate with somebody that does not believe you. You need to figure out how to get your message across. That's why they exist. Those that don't believe exist to sharpen you up because it's your, it's your, it's your need to grow. It's your it's your magnitude. It's you that has to grow. You're supposed to, it's not them. You're not trying to change them. You're trying to, you're working on understanding yourself. Well, see, and that's what I try to explain to him sometimes. Like I'm not really trying to get you to believe me. I want to hear myself say it out loud. hundred percent. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I really think sometimes he would prefer that I didn't because we've had this exact conversation about Hillary and, and just, elites and the pedophiles and the satanic rituals and the eating humans and the, you know, whatever else. And <laughs> he was like, you are really out there out to lunch. That's yep. what he said. And you know what blows you know, my mind about that? Because that's standard. That's everybody goes through that when they first start talking. My biggest thing is like, I, I could imagine just sitting there eating my Cheerios, uh, which by the way, don't eat Cheerios. Ladies and gentlemen, they have industrial strength floor cleaner in them. That's a fact. You can look that up. Um, I, I, I'm curious because if somebody walked up to me and if I was if I was just a zombie in the in the in the matrix, la 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 la, and somebody comes strolling up to me and says Hillary Clinton eats fucking babies, I'd be like, well, I would like to know more about this. Right? <laughs> you, you've caught my interest. What kind <laughs> yeah. of babies do they have? Different flavors, you know. And now speaking of eating babies, is it really that wrong? Right? Because. Every single person on the planet, if you ask them, would you like to eat a baby? Aside from Chrissy Teigen, um, this is also just for humor's sake. Chrissy Teigen, don't try to kill me. If you, if aside from Chrissy Teigen, if you mention eating babies, the whole world would say, I don't want to eat babies. But if you put a nice plate of venison and potatoes in front of them, they'd probably eat it. Well, most of them would eat it, not realizing that they're eating Bambi which is a baby. You're eating a baby, right? So I'm not defending the eating of babies, (laughs) but I don't know why you can't eat humans, right? I don't want to eat humans, but I'm just saying there are these rules that we follow. These things that we've, these unspoken things that we've never thought about is eating humans. It's fucking meat. You inhabit a meat suit. You aren't your body. You are, the thing inside your body. You are possessing a meat suit. You are a spirit possessing a meat suit. Like if you wanted to go scuba diving, you'd have to get into a suit and enter that world. Right? That's what you did when you got here. You put on a suit and entered this world. You're in this environment. You need the meat suit to to stay in this environment. And then when the meat suit fades, you, you dip. But why can't you eat the meat suit? If I can eat other meat suits. So... There's a lot of diff- there's a lot of definitive realities. So that's the thing about growing and, and, and waking into certain things. Like you don't oh, I see she's got something to say. I'll stop talking. Go ahead. 
<laughs> so okay, where does that where does that put you with God then? Like, and then like the Bible. Mm-hmm. And the Bible. The Bible says not specifically don't eat people, but don't kill people. That's right. But if you were to happen to pass across a dead people, mm, right? We're not supposed to eat meat in general. We're our nuts and berries. Based on our teeth, we're a, we're a nuts and berries and leafy green thing, right? Which is mostly what I eat, fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Yeah. My husband's a meat eater in this family. I woke up. I, I was, I've, I've been waking up. I, my thing is, I, you know, I quit pork a long time ago, uh, and it led to other things. And I thought to myself, you know, I just don't want to eat anything that's made a decision, you know? And it, it I really like chicken, but I don't care much for eating meat. Like, you look at flesh. Fucking cow is, it's, it's, it's just flesh. I don't know. I have an issue with it. I don't have a problem with people eating it. I don't have a problem with any of this. I don't have a problem with anything. I'm, I'm open to absolutely everything. I mean, I used to believe that everything was solid and firm. Like this shit, the whole thing, every single thing that we're doing is it's, we're all on the Star Trek. We're all on the holodeck. Okay. So question, answer that question first about like where you stand with like God and Bible, like I just, I don't know. Like, my mind is so blown. Like, I can't. You think that there's one creator? Yes. Now, who would want you to think that there's one creator? Have you ever played video games? Have I? Yeah. Uh -uh. No. Never never once. You never never played Mario Kart? Not even as a kid? I mean, I have before, but not. Do Do you think one person made that entire game? No. No. Do you think one person built the entire house that you're living in? No. Right. So how could one entity build all of this? Now, the idea of a God is great, but the conflict in and within the God paradox is questionable. The Bible clearly states that if you do not know the word of God, you cannot get into heaven. Sounds pretty limiting to me. That's fear-based. If you do not obey these Ten Commandments as written on a tablet and handed to Moses, you cannot get into heaven. You will go to hell. Now, the Jews don't have hell. The Jews have the ability to pay. You can pay. Money is a thing, so that's a fear control. They have a purgatory, which is a terrible place to go, which is where we fucking are right now. Um, But we have a hell. Christianity invented a hell. Now, why on earth would there be a hell? You want to say God is all forgiving, but you have to be prepared. There are so many holes in the story. The people that would go to hell, people that don't know Christianity go to hell. So if God invented this fancy earth and put people on an island that other people never got to, so they never even once got the word of the Bible, the old written in stone Bible off to an island, they go to hell. No. No. no because that, the Bible covers people who have never heard the word, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Does it? Does the Bible cover those? Yeah. Those, those yeah. poor, yeah, poor they, people? <laughs> well, I mean, are, the, are they poor people because they get to live their life however they want? Heaven, Reminds right? me of that sentence. There's, there's, a, there's some poor schmuck right now without a cell phone living right next to a beautiful waterfall, not knowing how afraid he should be about everything. The Bible is fear. The Bible is fear-based. 
masquerading as praise. The Bible, and I have a lot of friends, and I've, there's, there's a point of contention because people have called me a, a new ager, uh, which is something I've had to deal with. I'm not a new ager because I don't give a shit about that either. Um, biblically speaking, I love the idea of the Bible. But why is there a Satan? <laughs> why Satan is, 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 is in reference to Saturn. Um, Satan is also possibly um, the mother. And it's possible that the story that we've been given with regards to the Bible is asked backwards to get us all to worship it much like they do with music. History is entirely fake. Every single thing that they've ever told us about history is a lie. So why would the Bible be any different? You'll either believe this and worship this, or you'll believe this and worship this. Either way, you're worshiping our deities. My implications with regards to the Bible are, if you like it, embrace it. If it helps you live a good life, do it. But to be totally wrapped up in it is just as bad as being totally wrapped up in CNN. It is a story told from a person from long ago-ish, or it's a story handed to us because we don't know what came before we did. And theoretically, nothing did. Because the minute we snapped into existence, we, were, we became aware. Well, not the minute. I have a feeling our suit got here before we did, to be honest. And then we have, we just have a lot to think about. Biblically, it's good. There's, there's a lot of good stuff in there. You know, do good. I get it. But it's easy to masquerade again when you don't, when there's no clear definition of good versus evil. And we don't know what they're actually after. I know with, when it comes to money, everyone right now, so many people are locked in. Follow the money. Follow the money. This is how we're deciphering, draining the swamp. Follow the money. See what these people are doing for money. What the majority of the world has yet to realize is even those that are in the truth movement or the, the, the seeking movement or what have you, you're not following the money because they invented money to control you. Money is just a slave ticket. It's They don't give a fuck about money. Money's not real to these elites. It's for you to desire, to hunt, to ruin your life over. How many people have killed themselves because they've run out of money? It's ridiculous. It's absurd. So many people are so worried about money, they, they, they stop living because they're worried about money. Money is the ultimate sin. Money is, money is the, ultimate, the ultimate fuck you. Money is the, the biggest laugh out there, right? But unfortunately, it's so heavily ingrained in who we are as an entity that we use it to define ourselves. We use it to define our happiness. We use it to make decisions one way or the other based on what we think we may or may not need. Money's a joke. Money's a trap. All of it. But it's mandatory right now because you can't get through to somebody unless you talk to them on their terms. You can't explain something to somebody unless you, unless you speak to them the way they understand you. And that's one of the biggest problems with waking up because you're speaking to yourself on a different term. One of the biggest problems with waking up is that you're learning a new language, but you're equating it back to the language you already know. So it creates even more confusion. If you're trying to figure out what's happening and where you're going and what you're doing, you're tying it back into where you came from and where you came from is bullshit. It's a lie. So how do you equate? You have to unlearn, legitimately unlearn everything you learned to understand how to move forward. And that's one of the hardest things. That's one of the, that's one of the greatest challenges in all the world. 
Speaking of funny things, the Germans were the first to announce that they've got the camps. <laughs> really, Germany? Of all the countries, you're the first to announce the quarantine camps? Bad move, Germany. People are still getting used to the other one. Anyway. Right? So that's, you know, that's that's the thing, right? Money is not what we think it is. Do you want more money? Get more money. Do you want security? Get security. That's why people, they pay taxes to a government that doesn't give a fuck. Right? Taxes is a scam. Taxes isn't for the government. It's so that you don't have it and you keep working at it. Imagine giving away half your, imagine I walked up to you and said, I don't know how much money you're making, but I'm going to trust that you tell me exactly how much you're making. And then I'm going to trust that you give me 30% of it. You'd look at me and go, hmm, fuck you. Right? But if I had a giant government stamp, you'd be like, oh, God. You see how we're fucking brainwashed, these bullshit people? Slavery. We're slaves. Not to the system. We're slaves. We're slaves. We are slaves. Slaves. We work. We sleep. We think we have freedom. We're slaves. But because slavery existed and we're aware of slavery, we don't think we're slaves because that's slavery, not what we're doing. At least we're not slaves from the 16 or 1800s sort of thing. Comparisons. Prisons exist so you don't realize that you're in a prison. <laughs> Borders exist so that you don't realize how big this place is. The limitation of a globe exists so that you don't try to explore anything else. It's fascinating on every level. I've done a lot of talking in this episode. I feel bad for you, but it was good for everyone, I think. What else would you like to talk about? Um, so, like, lately, my mind has been blown with the Mandela effect. One of the greats. I mean, it's just, like, why? What do you think about Black Tom? Isn't that crazy? Yes. Like, I, it, I haven't finished, I haven't finished your second one yet, so I don't. But Black don't Tom know, exists remember. right now in a world where people learned about it. But you and I yes. never did. No. Well, <laughs> and the Statue of Liberty wasn't stepping off the platform and her uh, torch thing was in gold and it wasn't on a star thingy. It was definitely a square. Mm -hmm. And like I was like, so I've watched the first episode and that one just completely blew my mind. Like the geography blows my mind. Like New Zealand, that's not I thought it was. So where, okay, Down so New America. Zealand, in your mind, New Zealand was above, right? Yeah. To the right and above. Yes, because Australia was the land down under because it was the furthest thing uh, south. Yep, not anymore. No, and now, like, and it's not just a little bit, it's way, under, and I'm like, holy crap, like, and I told my husband, like, I had geography in college. Like, it hadn't been that long ago since I'd, like, some people, yeah, probably just not remembering it correctly because they had, like, my, my parents in their 50s haven't been to school in 30-something years. They just don't remember where these things were. I had, I was in college 10 years ago. Okay, here's a, here's a huge one for all you Christians out there and Bible lovers. Yes, this one blew my mind. Who laid with the lambs? Yeah, the lion. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But, I looked at it last night it says wolves I can't yeah. believe it I yeah. can't believe it where the I fuck did that mom, come from I asked my husband asked, I asked my husband because like I said he likes to explain things away and he was like he said lion I was like nope it says wolves and he was like well wolves makes more sense okay so what you witnessed was what we referred to as a download you would have watched him think about that and then just accept it 
Yes, I did not did. He was like, well, that makes more sense because wolves and sheep are more often together. So for your whole life, it was the lions and the lambs. And now you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, he was like, well, wolves are what, you know, usually eats lambs, Mm -hmm. sheep. And I'm like, no, babe, it's, (laughs) it's never been that. I even asked you before I told you what it was and you told me. Yep. No, you can play that game all day long. And and they'll yeah, still just and, download. They'll still just download. Yes, and then the, the he recited the Lord's prayer. He says, "Trespass and trespassers." And then I read it to him, and it says debtors. And he was like, "Well, I learned it both ways." <laughs> no. I was like, "No, no, you didn't." Like this is insane. What was the other? That one? goes back to energy. Uh, and energy. So basically, what I figured the Mandela effect is: the Mandela effect is just you shifting shifting through timelines. So whatever you remember, it was true and it'll change again. Um, there are a few that exist, uh, in both of my memories. So I like you're like, you're passing through events, traumatic, traumatic things that happen to you, pass you through worlds as well. Uh, like here's a weird, here's a really weird one. Louis Anderson died a long time ago. Louis Anderson was a big loud ass comedian. He's got a new show on television this year. That shit blew me away. Blew me away. And people don't know who Louis Anderson is. doesn't matter. That To me personally, that blew me away. Jane Goodall was the woman that they made Gorillas in the Mist about in the 80s. Sigourney Weaver played her. And at the end, of, like Jane Goodall got ripped apart by monkeys. She died in this very sanctuary that kept her, like that she lived in. She loved the monkeys. She loved her. She saved so many monkeys and then they killed her. Except she's still alive in this timeline. Jane Goodall is still alive. It blows my mind. Right, <laughs> but that's what that's one of the, the most amazing things in the world is when you realize that you're in energy and that you're experiencing energy. Everything changes, everything shifts. Deja vu, glitches in the matrix, whatever you want to call it. Back to the holodeck thing. We live in an energy-based world. The atom inside my desk, my desk is solid wood. It's actually probably not. It's probably like chipboard bullshit. But the idea is, we think it's solid. So inside the building block of society, the same building block, the atom built my desk, built my skin, built my meat suit, is part of this reality that we're in. That's the building block. It's whatever it wants to be. So why wouldn't information change, right? People think that their brain is having thoughts. It's not. Your brain is a radio. It's receiving and amplifying inside your head. That's okay. why people say. That's why people say raise your frequency. So back to. I'm just going to finish for the audience and hold that yeah, thought. Go ahead. Um, the energy inside the atom is the quarks, quarks, and quasons. Quarks, quarks, and quasons are energy. We do not live in a matter-based universe. We live in an energy-based universe. There's nothing solid around you. You can change everything. Sorry, now, and what you were going to say about that? Well, you were talking about frequencies. Mm-hmm. Georgia Godstones. Yeah. What about them? What, what, what do you think is the story with that. Like nobody knows who built them. Nobody knows who paid for them. Some people say, uh, what have I read? I dismissed them. I dismissed them because they were a point of contention. There was too many people talking about them. They became too predominant. What do you think about the the monoliths that are quote unquote appearing everywhere? It's contrite distraction focal. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think somebody's doing that because it just happened to turn up at exactly the right point to change the narrative. 
Do you have any idea how easy it would be for me to go stick a piece of metal in my backyard and go, oh my God, there's another one. Fuck this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everything then, is like, controlled. They magically appeared, and like, especially after the first one appeared, like, there would be somebody watching that and cameras on that all the time. There would be no way it could disappear and reappear somewhere else. Yep. So the Georgia Guidestones is just another distraction. And all of the things that you're looking at are all tied into the one thing that is distracting you from finding out who you really are and what you're really capable of. Well, so <clears throat> I didn't spend a whole lot of time looking at them. I knew there were a bunch of different stories like that. I found one thing like briefly just went through what all the conspiracy theories were on that. And there was just too much else. It was kind of like squirrel. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> there's something else over here, something else over there, like, constantly something trying to grab your attention it it didn't pique my interest enough to really dig into it so i didn't i I spent maybe an hour on it so i just was curious what your thoughts were on that and that they'd always been there and nobody like i live not five hours from there Mm -hmm. i'd go check it out me personally if if i live five hours from the georgia guidestones i'd go check it out i won't set foot in your country though the whole thing terrifies me um, but yeah, the Georgia Guidestones is, uh, is something that I would definitely go and take a look at and take pictures of, um, just simply because it's a neat thing. You know, it's like, it's like Stonehenge. Um, right, but, but everybody knows about Stonehenge. These things have supposedly been there, what, since the sixties or the seventies and nobody, like nobody from around here has even heard of them. That doesn't make any sense. What have, you know, what about all the stuff that you've never heard of, right? That exists. You just don't know about it yet <laughs> because we haven't focused on it. But once we find out about it, we find out about it. I don't, I don't get tied up. I can't get tied up in the stories. I used to because it was important to like have an opinion on everything. But now I don't give a fuck, right? And what you're going to see too is you're going to see a lot of people that are going to push a narrative. They're going to push whatever thing is that they learned and that that they got stuck in. There are people that only talk about 9-11. There are people that only talk about flat earth. I mean, Flat Earth was cool for a bit, but then you kind of like look at it and you're like, even Flat Earth has holes. So like, what's next? What else is there? And you sort of tie it all in. Like you can learn more, see more, do more, be more, and you can constantly pay attention to different things. But if you're going to get stuck on one thing, like that's just as boring as staying asleep. People that wake up to one level and never move past it, that's boring. Uh, no offense to anyone listening that is like, I'm a diehard and I'm not going to ball. Ah, fuck, whatever. You know, like you're going to do what you're going to do. But for me, you know, it's it. I, I need to know more about everything. So the Guidestones, my take on the Guidestones are, it's just another story, you know, and it's the same, you know, I, and again, I don't, I'm, it's not that I'm trying to be aloof. It is more that I really want to continue to learn and grow. So I take a piece of everything. I'm aware of the Guidestones. I'm aware of the possibility that, quote unquote, they want to depopulate the earth. I'm aware that, we we could literally we could be hit tomorrow by a fucking nuke or whatever the fuck and and then just people just die and it's just it's a thing right but you have experiences from the moment you're born to the moment you die you have experiences and you're able to do with them what you want to do so until you die you're going to experience and every single one of those things is for you and then you die and then you you move on to the next level game two so for me it was more um, it's it's always been more of a why do I need to worry about it type thing 
you know, I'm going to take it in. I'm going to understand it. I'm going to comprehend it. But why am I going to fucking lose sleep over it or, or, or stress about what somebody else is going to do? What am I going to do? And the Guidestones is very morbid. The Georgia Guidestones is like, we're going to keep it, blah, blah, blah. There's a powerful elite group of blah, blah, blah. And you see it in all of the movies, all of these, these disaster movies that have people deciding that they want to what kill everyone <laughs> like the Noah's Ark 2012 uh, Geostorm the day after tomorrow uh, 2012 I think I said that twice the San Andreas fault San Andreas the rock and consistent 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 and they beat it into your head and then there was a changing of the narrative too do you remember back when when probably when you were 13 12 13 Los Angeles was going to fall into the ocean and that was it. Like San Andreas fault was going to, and it was all San Andreas, the fault the this, the that, the blah, blah, blah. There was a changing in the narrative where they just decided that they didn't want to kill Los Angeles. Right. We remember this shit. Fucking you've seen it pre-programmed escape from LA escape from New York. Like they're, they, you know, they're already talking about training both of those cities into quarantine, all full quarantine camps. Like we're not even done this stuff. They, they, they've lifted the regulations on COVID in Los Angeles but we're like, we're entering into this whole new thing, this whole new I reality. Feel like that should wake a lot of people. I mean, just instantly narrative change. Yeah. If you, I mean, everyone hated Trump and then all of a sudden hydroxychloroquine's a thing and, and you know, all the regulations are being lifted and people can do whatever they want. But I mean, DC is still on virtually on full lockdown, right? People aren't allowed in there. The inauguration was totally staged. So like there's this whole huge thing going on. But it's an experience. It's not like I need to define who I am based on who fucking cares about Joe Biden or Donald Trump. These guys are both schleps. They both are controlled by a puppeteer. And people are like, it's the left, it's the right, right? We're allowed to, again, we're allowed to talk about the two sides. What about the other 10 sides that we don't even know exist? The factions fighting for our energy and our attention. People don't know how powerful humans really are. We are the most powerful. They steal our history from us and sell it back to us in stories. Superheroes, that's us. Superpowers, that's us. We live in absolute abundance. And with that, we built limitations. Oh, good timing. So, so much goes on. So much can go on. Like we can talk political about absolutely everything. And I have no problem talking politics because it's just simply another topic, which is fun. But we've, you and I today have surpassed the political stance. We've talked about what's behind politics. We've talked about what's what's more important to humanity, to you as an entity. Fucking Donald Trump. I honestly, I'm a huge fan of Joe Biden. Let me be the first. Let me be the first to say it. No. Joe fucking Biden is such a piece of shit that he is going to continue to red pill all the people that Trump missed based on his absolute asinine actions and signatures and it, but it's a narrative. It's not Joe Biden as a man sitting there going, I'm going to do this now. It's whatever the fucking puppet masters are saying Joe Biden's going to do. That's well, what's happening. That now more than ever, maybe it's because I can see. Maybe. I don't know. But now more than ever, that is abundantly clear that like it's not that one person. It's not the Democrats that you see on your TV. It's not the Republicans that you see on. There's clearly somebody behind the veil that is pulling the strings on what happens or what doesn't happen. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. So you can see that now. That's what I want to know. Like who is that person? Would it blow your mind to know that it's you? 
yes, that <laughs> that would blow my mind that it's me and I put myself in this hell. Is it hell or is it a lesson? Is it an experience? What defines it as a hell? Do you imagine you stuck a knife right through your arm? You'd be like, fuck, that hurts. But imagine like you had a crazy orgasm because of it. You'd be like, this hurts so bad. But you're like just fucking coming everywhere. It's crazy. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. If you're a first time listener, we talk about orgasms and knife cuts. Uh, so definition. Well, you know, okay. So let's talk about that for a second. Sure. Like you make your own reality. Let's do it. Some, some people like 2020 was like the absolute worst year for a lot of people. Right? Like they'll tell you, hated it. 2020 was terrible. Move on. I don't think Something that. Else. 2020 was every single hell person of a year. I think every single person I've ever talked to has nothing. Like they want to say the narrative told me it sucks, but every single person that I know benefited massively from 2020. Like I had a great, I had a great 2020. I didn't, but I didn't live my life any different and I didn't check into the fear. Like, it, hey, if this is the one that takes me out. Hey. So what that says is every single person that did check into the fear is hanging out with others that checked into the fear, right? So the negative people are canceling each other out and all the positive people are finding each other. You're on the show now listening my millions of fans at home are listening to your voice right now experiencing you because you raised your game in 2020 so everyone that stepped up in 2020 is finding each other we're we're connecting more people are 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 doing more being more seeing more trying more right so when i say you're the one that pulled the strings this has only ever been your existence we tied this right back to what we talked about earlier you're the one common denominator in the entire universe you this is your universe. Every single thing has been your experience. When we talk about there's somebody pulling the strings behind Biden and behind Trump and behind all that sort of stuff, you understand and you get to a point where you're like, all right, it's impossible that all of these people can do this. So what does that bring you to? It brings you to AI. It's a computer program. A computer program is teaching me and teaching everybody and pulling the strings. There's only there's, there's no possible way that anybody could know anything except for, I mean, you can't know it all. So you can't possibly be one person in charge of manipulating this entire narrative. You can't be. You can't be. There isn't one person that can do this. But is there? Is there? There is. The truth is there's only one person who can do all of it. And that's the beholder. That's you. Every single thing that's taking place is designed to, to create the person that you came here to be. You built this game before you got here and you're playing it out right now. That's the only actual possibility with how big this quote-unquote conspiracy gets. It's all for you. It's always been all for you which is fucking cool. That hurts. I can see it in your head. You're like, <laughs> yeah, my mind is just like, I don't know, like that. Ugh. What would you do if you knew you could never fail? Whatever you wanted. And now look back at your life. There isn't a single failure in it. Just lessons experiences, growth patterns, change, trials and tribulations, and growth. Zero failures. 
people are like, no, I failed at this. Did you? Or did it alter what you were doing to create to where you're becoming now? We've been doing this for an hour and a half, you and me. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I can't believe it's been that long. <laughs> Told you you'd have fun. You were all nervous before, and I said, don't be. It's good times. Yeah. My mind is absolutely blown. Like, I just... Every time, like, I start to get handle on, like, one part of it, something else <laughs> catches on fire. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it's like a... I guess it's like a natural progression. Like, one thing leads to another. To another. Like, like what you said in your first... Um, one of your podcasts that like once that first domino falls there ain't no stopping that cascade yeah like it just kind of it kind of all falls down at the same time and then you figure out how to build it back I guess like not that you really build it back but I guess you create you've created the world that you lived in and then you had to destroy the world that you created so that you could create the new one because the old one didn't work for you. There are people out there that built that world and live in it and don't care. And everything's fantastic. And they make their four grand a month and they go home and they pay their taxes and they have their white picket fence. And they live and they breathe and they eat their Cheerios in the morning and they die. But my question is... Non-player characters. I have always, I've always questioned that. That this cannot be all there is. That's Even right. like before I woke up, before the trauma, before anything, I always had these big questions, these big ideas that most people would just look at me and laugh. Like, and when I would say, you know, have you ever thought about blah, blah, blah? And they look at me and like, no, <laughs> like you're crazy. Normal people don't have those thoughts. But I've always, not really been consumed with them, but, you know, just felt something bigger, this draw to something else, that mm -hmm. what is the reason for it all? What is the purpose for it all? It can't just be about building your house and having some kids and live until you die. Like, there has to be That's right. something else. There is. You're all of it. So you're not like them. You were getting your advice from somebody that you wouldn't go to for, you know, for, for proper advice. You shouldn't have gone to these people for advice, but you didn't know any better because these are the people that you surrounded yourself with. And each and every one of those people that you surrounded yourself with exactly who they needed to be to get you to ask bigger and stronger questions. Some would refer to them as non-player characters. If we go back to soul contracts or religion, as you put it, the Jehovah's, are you familiar with the Jehovah's Witnesses? Yes. Do you know what they believe? Not really. They believe that there is a certain amount of people that will go to heaven, that the rapture will take place in 544,000, something like that. I can never get the number right because it was never, the actual number was never important, but that a small group of people that would, would go to heaven. These are the Jehovah's. And there is um, all kinds of myth that back this up that's outside of religion. The 4400, you'll see these TV shows all over the place. A collective of people. I firmly believe that there are people here, much like you and much like me, who are experiencing this existence. And then the non-player characters take over. So of the 544,000 or 
444, whatever the fuck it is. The 4,400, the 44,000, the 544,000. However many people picked up a controller and came into this game, they're all here to help each other move forward and get out. Just like if you throw on a video game, you can go around in the Grand Theft Auto and kill whoever you want. That's just a thing. They're non-player characters. And I think that Hillary Clinton, for example, back to what we were talking about before, Hillary Clinton is one of those people. Hillary Clinton doesn't exist for... Hillary Clinton isn't the kind of person that you would become friends with. You wouldn't have Hillary Clinton over to dinner, right? Even if you thought about it, like, well, what if we became fast friends? You know, she's not the kind of person or that isn't the kind of experience. You know that it's not real. You know that Hillary Clinton gets hung up in a closet at the end of the day, right? All of these people that are just your influencers aren't necessarily real people. They don't have real lives. The paparazzi is fake. It's a division between reality and, 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 and fake people. Right. Jennifer Aniston looks like a man now. Right. All of these celebrities are retiring. Cameron Diaz didn't age well. You know, and it's not that me, me it's not me being rude. There's a difference. You can look at there was a structural difference between these people and us. It's structurally. And to keep a, a firm distance, you can't catch that. Certain lighting, certain this, certain that. All of these things are experiences. These things could all be non player characters. I'm not saying definitively anything. I'm saying the possibility is out there. So when you have, you know, the idea of a Hillary Clinton eating babies, well, if she's not real, and if the baby she ate isn't real, but the story that was told woke you up to something more real, then those non-player characters filled their role in your game. Their side mission is complete. Hillary Clinton can go back into her closet now. You've seen Bill Clinton when he's not, you know, on, when he's like, you've seen the zombie Bill Clinton when he's like getting his makeup done or whatever, right? Bill Clinton existed for you to be aware that he existed so that you could correlate back to your time now versus then. These trifles, these tribulations, these things that are going on, they're not you. They're just things that you're seeing on television, reading on the internet. They help you define yourself and how you position yourself in this world. But they aren't anything other than an experience. So a non-player character, things that you can bounce ideas off, relate to, go back and forth on, correlate different and new ideas to, right? You would never have dinner with Hillary Clinton. Just, just knowing her, you know, you would never have dinner with Kesha, with Lady Gaga, you know, for the most part, you wouldn't have them come into your house. Like you could, you can sense, I think you can sense just your energy alone. You can sense when you look at them that that something's not off. Like it would be a really weird thing to have them over. But you could probably sense that having me over for dinner would probably be a fun thing. Right? I'm sure that right. you can probably sense that. You know, maybe I'm tooting my own horn, but I'm talking about your ability to connect with the humanity. You naturally already sense who's real and who isn't. You know the difference between an NPC and somebody who's real. Like I told you earlier today, you know, I, I sense it. People, I, you know, people reach out to me all the time and I do my best, but I sense the reality in certain people. I catch who's real. I catch who's, you know, what's going on just by vibe, by sense alone. And you've done that your entire life. So it's not a matter of who these people are or what they've done. It's a matter of how you perceive yourself as it correlates to how you're viewing the the world and the reality around you, the reality that you created, 
You are the puppet master. You are God. You are one of the creators. There are many. But who created the creators? We get to find that out on the next level. There's a guy called the Grim Reaper. He takes you to the next level. There's a lot of songs written about him. <laughs> Seasons don't fear the reaper. There's a lot for you to think about, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, ladies and gentlemen, on that note, speaking of death and the Grim Reaper and all that fun stuff, I think we're going to wrap it up. I think it's been an hour and a half, and I think we're good, but I think... We'll absolutely have you back on the show. You create wonderful conversation. So, I don't know. Is there anything that you would like to say to everyone that's listening right now? Anything that you've learned? Anything that you would like to pass on to the millions and millions of Mental Mastery Alliance fans at home? I mean, not really. I just, the, really the only thing that like waking up has showed me the most is that I can trust myself. Like I can trust my instincts. Like when somebody rubs me wrong, mm -hmm. there's a reason. And like, like I was telling you earlier for a long time, I didn't trust those instincts because people, you know, like, and my parents taught me, you know, you can trust somebody's word. You can't, no. you can't. And there's Words a reason shit. people, yeah, people make you feel a certain way for a reason. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, I really tried to listen to what people would tell me more than that gut instinct that I had. And that's why I ended up in the really bad situation that I ended up in 10 years ago. I was trusting what I was being told rather than what my instincts and my gut were telling me. And I, I really learned then that I could trust myself. And I've been blindly trusting my instincts and my gut with everything without really understanding this or being able to see this whole Thing. like I don't even know what to call it but just reality <laughs> it's it's kind of like a broken clock is right twice a day mm -hmm. it was kind of like I was right but I didn't understand anything else that went along with it I still was blind I still but I could see these things for what they were I, could, I knew I could trust myself I didn't know why I could and should trust myself I just knew that I could yeah that's a huge that's a huge leave off ladies and gentlemen uh, and what you were doing there is um, arguing your truth with the lie that was handed to you. So I've lived my entire life based solely on my gut. And there's a ton of people to this day that say to me, how can you just dismiss people? Well, I'm sorry. But sometimes I do. Sometimes I dismiss people. Sometimes I just don't have time for you. Uh, every single one of the minutes and every single one of my days is occupied with exactly what I want it to be occupied with. Some of that could be me staring at the wall, literally. But I am not going to bend over backwards for people that do not connect with me the way I want them to. I'm not going to argue with people. I'm not going to fight with people. I'm not going to try to be a fucking internet hero. I am simply going to be me. And if you want to run your mouth, that's entirely up to you. Every single thing you could possibly say to me that's negative is all about you, not me. Everything that you could possibly say to me that's positive is, again, all about you, not me. As much as I love to hear the positivity, as much as I love to spread the positivity... My main goal is spreading positivity because I myself never had any when I was younger. I am trying to be the thing that I needed the most when I was younger. And I'm trying to learn and grow and, and be compassionate and help whoever needs it as best I can with the time that I have and the energy that I feel. 
And if I don't connect with you, don't be upset about that. Understand that there's always somebody for somebody else. There's always a connection out there to be made. There's been a million people that I've reached out to and never heard back from. They aren't closed doors. They are reality. So to you, I say, thank you for being on the show. In the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac. 